0: Hi, hello, and welcome to the Disobedient Business Podcast. I'm Lucy. And I'm Pippa. And this is the Disobedient Business Podcast, the funniest fuck podcast for business owners who are tired of the business bullshit and ready to fuck shit up and make money doing it. Join us as we dig into all the parts of running a service-based business, from marketing and HR to tech support and operations, we'll take a look at what the conventional wisdom would like you to do and help you to find the disobedient ways to do it better. Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast. You are joined this week by me,
1: Lucy Parfait, and... Well, that'll be me, Pippa Parfait. Hi. How are you doing? I'm actually okay, sorry very much. Not bad at all. And actually, I'm really quite excited to have this conversation with you about podcasts, because I know we both have a lot to say on that subject, right? We certainly do. So this week, we're kicking around this idea of is a podcast right for your business? Does your business need a podcast? Do you want to start a podcast? And why might you want to start a podcast? I feel like I've already said the word podcast more times than I should do for this episode. I feel like that might not be the end of it. I I fear it definitely won't be. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, stupidity over. So Lou, tell me what thought from your point of view, Of why you might want to start a podcast as a business owner, whether you're service-based or product-based, but I guess the vast majority of our community are service-based, but share with me what you think your number one reason why it might be a great idea is.
0: So I think it's a little bit of a culmination of thinking back over a lot of the recent episodes of our podcast is actually why I think you might want to have a podcast. So go with me on this. We've talked about thought leadership and being a thought leader. And that's a good way of demonstrating, practicing your thought leadership. We've talked about being your whole ourselves and your clients wanting to get to know you. I know in, I think it was like the politics episode where we talked about customers wanting to know that they align with where they're purchasing from, whether that's a product or a thing that it aligns with or doesn't shit on their core values (laughs) and how he makes sure that people are aware of those values. So again, it's another way of getting that message out and talking about those things rather than... Because I think, again, in that episode, it was mentioned about how it can get fatiguing or you feel like you have to talk about it over and over again on Instagram every time a single thing pops up in the world that you have to have a comment on it. Well, you could, you know, occasionally have a podcast episode that's like catching up on recent events or talking about them. And so you're not constantly on it all day, every day. It's definitely a different way for people to connect with you, potentially more personal way for people to connect with you, for you to be in their ears as they're going about their day. Because, you know, we've had some random messages where it's like, oh, I was listening to your podcast while I was in the bath. And it's like, oh, okay.
1: (laughs) And it's creepy every time. Just for the record, folks, it's creepy every time. Every time I love it. No, it's not creepy. If you are listening
0: to us sudsy and naked right now, then you splish flash love. You have a great time.
1: Splish flash taking a bath.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, it got weird. It got weird, folks, real quick.
0: It did get weird. It did get weird real quick. But you know, Sorry. it's uh it's a personal way that people are taking you about and listening to you just in their life. So that's quite nice. So there's there's lots of kind of connection reasons for it. There's lots of Messaging reasons for it. There's also a lot of practical reasons for it, especially if you're doing something weekly of that fresh content, that fresh SEO, especially if you're posting your podcast to your website. There's all kinds of good reasons that you might want to have a podcast.
1: I feel like you hear almost all the good reasons in the first five minutes. (laughs) Well,
0: so uh, that was me. I'm very efficient. I'll go make a cup of tea and Pippa can carry the rest of the episode.
1: I'm done. (laughs) Awesome. Sounds great. But is dropped. So I'm going to pick up on all, so many of the things that you said there, because there was some absolutely juicy stuff in there. So firstly, this idea around thought leadership. And I definitely prefer that phrase over what other people might use. That is this idea of demonstrating and establishing your authority. I mean, there's nothing about that that makes me excited. But the idea that you are someone in your industry or in your business area that has original thoughts. I mean, that's quite literally the definition of thought leadership, where you have a take on a way of doing things or a way things are in the world or a way of supporting people, whatever your your take is around, that it's authentic and original to you and you take that out there into the world, right? So this idea of doing that through a podcast feels, ex- oh, I was about to say expansive then, And then I feel very coachy when I say that kind of shit, but it does, it feels expansive because you get, and I don't want to use the word pontificate, but I'm going to do it. You get to share those thoughts out loud, quite often conversationally, if you have somebody else joining you on the podcast for a super wide audience, right? Yeah, you sure do. And it feels like, and and you alluded to this, Lucy, it feels like if you go back, I don't know, dozen or so episodes, could been could be six, don't know. I'll check. We had an episode on kind of macro, micro and nano content. Sorry, macro, micro and nano offerings in terms of large offerings, mini, medium, medium-sized offerings and so on. And I feel like that same logic applies here as well. Even though a podcast is what you might argue as a piece of macro content, right? It's a large piece of content. It's gonna go wide It's conversation and it's not snappy like a caption on an Instagram post, for example. But somehow it's also super personal, don't you think, Lucy?
0: Yes, that is, I believe, what I said, that it is quite
1: personal. Okay, you can't solve all the problems in the first five minutes and then not talk them through, because otherwise we have no podcast episode. (laughs) Okay, well, bath, wash, scrub it up, very personal, very, very personal. The the, the, the most personal. Well, and kind of what I mean by that is that, like you said, people are in the bath or people have taken you to the gym with them or people are cooking dinner and they've got your voice on from their laptop or wherever in the kitchen. We take our podcasts everywhere with us, right? And so although it might be this kind of macro piece of content, your listeners are hearing your voice and getting to know you in a in a way that's way more personal and possibly even way more in-depth than something like a marketing email or posts on social media or that kind of thing. And I feel like that really helps with that marketing piece around building trust and particularly around building a sense of community.
0: Yes. And also I think what you get with a podcast or video is tone. So if they're following your Instagram, if they're on your email list, then they're getting emails. They're probably seeing your face. A fair amount. And depending on how you show up on Instagram, maybe those are just still things because maybe doing the whole video thing or reels or whatever is scary to you. And so they get tone, they get to hear you, they get to know you as a person being you rather than everything being very static and a little bit on them to interpret it. Because whilst we write copy and we try and put ourselves in our copy, ultimately I mean you still have it to a degree with voice but it's very much in their hands to interpret it and to create that voice of you in their head like when you're reading a book for example and the the world you create from it so podcasting if you don't feel like showing up in a video format on socials is something that's doable for you or it's just not a format that you like it's another way that you can help really get your personality and tone across in a, a clearer
1: way to people absolutely the thing that totally jumped into my mind then when you said that was it's the reason why you don't have an argument over text message right because you lose the nuance and the tone and the content and the context
0: i have all my arguments over text message (laughs) (laughs) i am fierce i am ferocious i will send essays i will curate my essays in a word document and then i will copy them over to my phone in whatsapp you will have to click read more more than three times.
1: you been on the receiving end of those, okay, fine. Maybe I picked a ter- You have not terrible trust person. Me,
0: you <laughs> have not been on the receiving end of a WhatsApp argument with me. Okay, I've put more work into a WhatsApp argument message than I have several academic essays.
1: Oh lord! I took it there, folks, didn't I? And I'm regretting it. I'm backing away. I am Homer Simpsoning back into the bush, and that's me done. However, you did segue rather beautifully into another thing that I think is perhaps a great part of the, the pro-argument, if you like, for starting a podcast, and that is around storytelling. Because you have that scope to, to be who you are, to share in the way that feels great, podcasting is an amazing way to create a platform for telling stories and sharing your experience with your audience and your community. Now, obviously, the written form very nature of the word story and the written form, also a really, really great way of doing that. But not all of us love to write. I lose track of the amount of clients I speak to over time, and we all tend to have some kind of leaning towards how we love to communicate and or communicate the best. Some people love to write, and the idea of showing up on video fills them with absolute horror. Some people love to chat. I I am one of those people. The idea of sharing quote unquote content with the world in this kind of format was just freaking exciting, right? So storytelling and being able to share your stories, the stories of working with the folks that you work with and the products that you sell, podcasting feels like an amazing way to give yourself a platform to be able to do that kind of thing. Now in researching this episode, but also because we are, you know, doing a lot of work around, we have a podcast course coming folks. That's <laughs> the Shameless plug, but in doing a lot of work around that and research and what have you, I was astounded to find out that the number of people tuning into podcasts around the globe is actually still going up because you could totally be forgiven just to be a bit cynical and go, kind of is it not over yet? is you know is podcasting not dumb? are there not too many podcasts in the world? Who's going to hear my podcast? surely podcast is not growing as opposed to gradually contracting. But apparently, apparently, here's the numbers quoted courtesy of Google. There are over 400 million people tuning into podcasts globally at the moment, and that's projected to grow by the end of this year to over 500 million. Now, fuck knows where they get those numbers from, the forecasted ones anyway. But that's a lot of the people. And it feels like a a really, really great way to get your thought leadership what you want to say to the world out there and expand the reach of your business beyond where it is currently right what do you think Lou about this whole 400 million to 500 million stuff
0: I think first of all I'd like to say that if you do start your podcast and you go to check your listener stats, do not therefore expect there to be <laughs> 500 <laughs> listeners to your podcast on week one
1: okay let's just say 200 million is fine
0: yeah I mean to still bring those expectations right down, folks. I think it's it is fascinating I think it's it's one of those things that to me when i mean especially a few years ago, just talking about podcasts generally obviously way before we had even you know thought discussed having a podcast ourselves. but if someone asked me what's a podcast, I was like, well, it's kind of like a radio show that you choose to listen to, so sure you know it it keeps growing with the amount of listeners i think As well as when you're choosing what you're going to do your podcast about is, I know we don't like the word niching generally, but really kind of niching down because what you're doing is making a bespoke radio show for Bunny is your people. So yeah, and I think people listen to them more and more. No, I don't have a point. I don't have a point.
1: You're You're just pontificating about nothing.
0: Yeah, I just, okay. Hey, Harry! it's Lucy. Just interrupting this broadcast to invite you along to our upcoming three-day free Get Your Pod On challenge. We believe big time in the power of podcasting and if launching a podcast is on your 2023 vision board, you are not going to want to miss this three-day challenge. You will set the goals for your fab new podcast, figure out a structure and find your podcast voice so you can get your pod on. Each day we'll share our best strategies and set you a fun task to complete to move you one step closer to launching your very own pod. Sign up at disobedientbusiness.com forward slash get your pod on. My point is it's a personal radio show so be specific to your people. It's better to niche down and have fewer listeners so we're not talking about like going viral and having some great big viral podcast and being everywhere I think so actually I guess that is also something to touch on is we see podcasts and we see lots of really big podcasts that are maybe more general or general topic areas like sport or the big sports ones or the big comedy ones or the big parenting ones or whatever yeah I think when you're doing it in terms of your business you're I think you want to be less concerned with this giant listener count. I think it's more, so yeah, of course, you're going to look at your listener stats and your downloads and things like that. But it's more, I think, to do with expanding your current audience by way of appearing on other people's podcasts, by way of having people on your podcast that are to do with your area, etc. So that you grow in that kind of way. So yeah, don't necessarily go into it thinking like you're going to be all over TikTok with your audiograms and you're going to have hundreds of thousands of listeners and <laughs> that I mean, you might. And if you are, fantastic. But I don't think that that's really the purpose of what we're, we're talking about with starting a podcast in this way. It's very much about connecting with your current audience and using it as a tool to start gradually expanding your audience by way of A, having stuff available to people in a different format that they might not already be engaging with you in and also through those connections of interviews and appearing on other people's pods etc
1: yeah no absolutely I agree and I think that kind of touches into well actually it does touch into the thing that I was going to say next but before I say that I think you touched on a really important point there which is around so
0: many things are being touched on right now
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah sure is that idea of I'm going to launch a podcast and suddenly I'm going to go viral or suddenly my listenership is going to go through the roof. And we've all listened to the podcasts and we've heard, you know, ourselves included say, you know, rate, review, tell us what you like. The more you share the podcast, the more people's ears it gets into. All of that stuff is absolutely important. But the secret to a successful long-term podcast is the same as the secret to any single thing in business, which is persistence. It's... Knowing that no matter how much you do as part of your launching of your podcast, it will still take some time to build up a a loyal listenership who are as excited to hear your episode drop as your Beyonce fans are for the new album. And if you can achieve that kind of status, you are winning. But you're talking about connecting and collaborating and, and interviews and other people's podcasts, Lou. That really talks to me about the next two that I had in mind, which was... The benefits of connecting and collaborating with other businesses or folks that are in the same industry as you or in an adjacent or similar industry to you, both in terms of just being able to forge relationships to have access, and I'm using bunny ears now, to their audience and vice versa. Because if you do share commonalities, the chances are the content that, that you jointly produce will be really, really supportive to both audiences. But I think there's probably one in there around the sort of connecting and collaborating piece that perhaps doesn't get mentioned so much, which is around this idea of staying in the know in your industry. So it is freaking hard work in many industries, if not all, to feel like you are staying up to date with the latest whatever's going on. You know, it's almost like, and I, for the record, have never watched a single episode. But it feels like it would almost be like trying to keep up with proverbial Kardashians in terms of what's going on and who's fucking who and so on and so forth. And that's not so easy. But by kind of connecting and collaborating with other leading thought leaders on your podcast or on theirs, not only do you, you know, manage to achieve all of the things that we've already talked about in terms of connection and collaboration, you also help keep yourself up to date with what the freaking hell is actually going on in the world of work that you are in. Boosting your SEO, Lucy. Let's talk about boosting your SEO. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs>
0: right. So SEO. Yeah. Let's talk about SEO. I'm ready. I'm I'm amped up now. I've warmed up. I'm here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're here, aren't you? You're right. Lucy is in the room, folks.
0: SEO. Several things to address on this one. Number one, if you're putting your podcast on your website in kind of like a blog, so... And there's several ways that you can host your podcast or share your podcast on your podcast host platform, something like Buzzsprout for example, which is side note to the side note. podcast host is somewhere where you upload your episodes and that's what gets them out to things like Apple and Spotify et cetera et etc. We you don't post your podcast onto Apple directly you do it through a host and the host sends it out to all the places it needs to go so not with them you generally get your own podcast website within that so at the moment what we've been doing because we're doing a lot of work on our website is we've been sharing it through our buzzsprout website so that's great because it means you know we've got a link to share our episodes etc but it's not doing really much for our seo at the moment because that's not on our website and it's not in any way tethered to our traffic and tracking etc indeed so that's a little bit of a poo But if you aren't currently doing a massive overhaul of your website, then you can host your, you still need the podcast host, sorry, there's lots of crossover of language isn't super helpful. You can still put your podcast on your website by way of a blog, and then you upload onto your website as a blog post, your show notes, and then you can embed a player for people to listen to it on your website, as well as include Links through to all of the good podcast places where people might listen. That is fresh content, therefore going onto your website every week, every fortnight, depending on what schedule you're setting yourself for your podcast, but potentially every week. That's fucking epic for sure. Is Google and all that good stuff loves fresh content, so that is awesome. The other side of the SEO coin is, or the extra side of the SEO coin is that every week you are doing your show notes and putting your episode out and all of that should contain keywords to your business, which then, even if you aren't putting your podcast on your website, your podcast is still findable through things like Google by way of your podcast host website. I hope this is making sense because I understand it's a lot of words, but so if you're doing your show notes every week and really making sure that you're hitting those keywords, then That is helping your SEO and your findability, whether you are then posting that on your actual website or not. So live, laugh, love motherfuckers.
1: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That That is the essence of it. And yeah, everything that you absolutely said. Frequency of refreshing content in your website is a big driver from an SEO point of view. Having content on your website that updates frequently, that has keywords that link through to your business also an incredible driver from an SEO point of view. SEOing the images that go on the podcast episodes in terms of their alternate descriptions and things, also a driver. It's just a really great way of having current, relevant, super SEO-friendly content, right, that you're producing anyway. Let's face it, if you are creating a podcast, you're recording the audio, you've already done 99% of the work, you're writing the show notes that you would receive, if you are you know, listening to the episode on Apple or Spotify or wherever. So a a sort of a blend of those show notes going onto your website as a sort of mini blog post is absolutely superb for your SEO presence.
0: In the words of our Lord and Saviour, Britney Spears, you better work, bitch. Yeah. How is that linked to what I just said? Oh, you're putting in the work for the podcast episodes. I'm saying that
1: podcast episode, better work, bitch. Like it needs to, it needs to do the most. Oh, right. Okay, sure. So I, so that's not me. I, I not, it's not me. I better work. It's the podcast episode itself has.
0: No, you work very hard. You've been relentlessly busy recently.
1: Oh, thank you, babe. That's really appreciated. I mean, it's not because I don't love being relentlessly busy, but,
0: but thanks. Appreciate you. See
1: you. Oh, appreciate you. See you. Love you too. Oh, that was a nice moment, wasn't it, folks? <laughs> okay, so I feel like I've got I've got two more reasons in my list. Both of them kind of relate, and for me, possibly the most important one. Maybe we should have led with this, but you know, I'm going to finish with it instead. Is because you fucking love the idea of having conversations with people. Conversations is a medium that you love doing. So we touched upon this a minute ago. Some of us are great in writing. Some of us love doing videos. If you are someone, and we certainly recognised this a year or so ago, that thrives in an environment where you can have conversations or what Lucy calls talking into the void, so just sort of chatting with yourself out loud in a solo episode, and you feel super comfortable in that kind of environment, or even if it needs a little bit of courage or a little bit of a deep breath type situation, that it's a media that you feel quite excited about, start a fucking podcast. You feel quite excited is that really what you want to say? Did I say excited? Okay. You said you feel quite excited about... I mean, I feel like we could have let it fly, but it's fine. I feel quite excited about... Start a podcast. You know, it's, it's a no-brainer. Start a podcast. If it's something that you would love doing, I have a very good friend who actually loves it because we mention her on the podcast a lot. So shout out to Philippa Robinson because she listens every week, Who has is a, in the process of recording her 100th episode on her podcast and just loves it. It's the most, I can't say most favorite, can I? But I'm gonna. It's the most favorite thing that she does in her business on the reg. That in and of itself is a good enough reason to freaking do so. If you can add a bit of strategy and a plan for your podcast in there in terms of what it will do for you and your business, better still, obviously. But just loving the idea of doing it is a freaking decent place to start. Wouldn't you agree? I certainly would. So next week, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs) No, no, there's no wink, wink, nudge, nudge for this one. Next week on the Disobedient Business Podcast, we are going to be kicking this around a bit further and talking around being more visible with less time. Because let's face it, what a good majority of us are looking for is we want our business to be more visible and we would like everything to take less time, please generally speaking. So next week we'll be talking content marketing and using what we would call the podcast pyramid content marketing approach, which is a spin on the pyramid content marketing approach. Please feel free to Google to take that. Oh, sweet Jesus drudge out of creating content in your business. So if at all, you'll find yourself thinking, Oh my God, I've got to write another post I've got to write another email or oh, this is definitely an episode for you. Also, side note, do not confuse any of the pyramids that I just mentioned with a pyramid scheme, because it's definitely not what I'm talking about. We do not like pyramid schemes. No, no.
0: But currently at <laughs> the disobedient business
1: go, you can buy in <laughs> the look right. Are we selling some vitamins or some oils or something? We must be, surely. <laughs>
0: I need some vitamins.
1: Any more thoughts, Lucy? If not, by all means see us out. No thoughts, no no
0: series, no quandaries. So that is all for this week folks. We'll see you again next week for more disobedient business fuckery and messing with the status quo. We will see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share the love either by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify, or by tagging us on Instagram. You can get more Disobedient Business content by following us at DisobedientBusinessCo on Instagram, or why not head on over to our website, DisobedientBusiness.com, to find out more about all the Disobedient Business fuckery we get up to.